Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want to take a minute to thank everyone who has been a member of my Patreon family. These wonderful people support the podcast, and you too can be part of this and get your name read out loud by going to patreon.com, searching for Set Lusting Bruce, and for as little as a few bucks a month, your name could be on here and you could get access to unedited videos of the podcast. I want to say thank you to Mary Thomas, Chris Bloom, Anna Lynn, Terry Smith, Dale Hosek, Captain America, a.k.a. Steve Rogers, Stephen Malio, Levi Petrie, Betsy Hodges, John Munson, Bella Pori, Rob Barnett, Randy Brown, Steve Vanzak, Yetta, Liz Brunson, Sylvian Groth, Jeff Ulmer, Jennifer and David Van Ebers, and Sean Poole. Thank you guys for your support. It means the world to me. And now on to the show. I've never once felt like I got my, I didn't get my money's worth. And I thought this last set of three shows at MetLife Stadium that I was at all three, I think he's starting to see a little bit that, okay, I've told my story and now it's time to maybe get a little wiggle room here. One. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. Uh, joining me today is my good friend, John, who was here before the tour started. We kind of did a recap, and I think I can say this now, and if not, I'll cut it out. Before Tampa, I got a text from John, no surrender. Book it. Go to your bookie. <laughs> That's going to be the opening song. And, and what's really funny, right, John? And I'm going to let you talk, right? There was all kinds of crap. And you were just, you and me DMs like, 
Trust me, Jesse, it's no surrender. How are you doing, my friend? <laughs> I was going to bring that up if you didn't, so it's fine. Um, man, that was so funny. I I had very good intel that it was going to yes. be no surrender opening the tour. And I told you, that it was like a late change, because I think we spoke right before the tour, like maybe three days or so before. Oh, we did. And, and I said, I was like, I feel pretty confident that no surrender is going to be the opener on this thing. And I put it out into the ether. I did the odds. I was like, here are the odds, guys. I'm setting the, right. setting the book right now. And you're right. There were so many people that were like, no way would he ever open with no surrender for that. That doesn't make any sense at all. And uh, when it happened... To their credit, and this is very some this is something very rare on social media, Jesse. To their credit, most people were like, Wow, sorry about that. You were right. <laughs> yeah. mean, that, that doesn't happen very often on social media. But I'm I'm well, man. It's great to chat with you. And I'm sure we'll got a lot to cover in this one. Yeah. So um how many shows have you seen on this leg of the tour? So I went to eight shows this tour. Um I was supposed to go to ten, but as we know. Some cancellations happened. I was on my way to Philly. I'd stepped out the door and was on my way to the stadium when the news came down about the Philly postponements. I was supposed to go to both of those shows with uh, one of my best friends who hasn't seen him in years. And he so badly wanted to go. So what we did was we called for a refund on one of the Philly shows. And we used that money to buy tickets to the Baltimore show because we were just like, all right, whatever. It's fine. We'll go yeah, to Baltimore. Sure. And uh, as we know <laughs> what happened there, too, it was a big disappointment for him. But honestly, I was at the last show as things stand right now, and it was the best concert of my life. So I don't even know if Baltimore would have topped that for me. Yeah, so a lot of people have said that, and I want to dwell into that. But yeah, I had Columbus. I had tickets. Columbus was going to be my fourth show. So um and so I was a little disappointed. Um, That's a double cancellation. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Columbus is like, why do you hate us, Bruce? Uh, I am. I do have tickets for Phoenix, and so I'm crossing my fingers that by the end sure. of November he's going to be okay. Obviously, we want him to be well. I mean, that's the main thing. Yeah. Of course. Uh, yeah, and uh, I am very happy because there was a little bit of – Gosh, social media wailing and gnashing of teeth. He canceled Philly or he's postponed. He didn't even apologize. And at this time, at least, they not only had the press release, but Bruce did a little statement. Yeah. I, I'll say this. I, I say this objectively as a communications professional. Yeah. I did think a lot of the early PR with the postponements and cancellations were a little too ambiguous for somebody who's in their mid seventies yeah, for quelling fears. Right. Yeah. And, and I do think it's very important to be transparent with your fans, like people's individual privacy and health matters. That's all entirely up to them. I understand that. Yeah. But I do think when you're kind of rapid fire canceling stuff, it's, it's happened multiple yeah. times here. There has to be some degree of transparency. So that way the rumor mill just doesn't swirl. You know, you, you don't want, these wrong things circulating into the ether because when a lie gets repeated enough times, it starts to become fact. And yeah. that was my concern. Yeah. And John, in fact, you know, the rumor is immediately it's his mom, right? I mean, that, you know, just that is one of the rumors I'd heard. And um, which is not a wild stretch, right? His mother is very elderly. We know she is fighting uh, dementia. And so, um, yeah. 
I, I'm thinking back to here in Dallas, um, there is a 70 some odd sportscaster named Norm Hitzkiss who just recently retired from his radio show. And he said, this is not health related. I've decided just to step down, you know, sure. to not address that. And, you know, we did hear in the earlys, like when little Steven wasn't there uh, and in Dallas, like it's COVID and Jake, you know, I remember the thing, Jake is at the Four Seasons eating burgers and watching porn, right? <laughs> so it is that um, it, I am glad they gave this, though I do think the UK going, Bruce is now frail. Right. Oh, <laughs> it was the, kind uh, of daily, a little, daily, yeah, daily that was, yeah, that was a little exaggeration. Yeah. So the headline was exaggerated. I didn't think the article was far fetched no. at all. I thought the headline was exaggerated. Yeah. Which, yeah. As someone who communicates, know that, right. That happens a lot. Uh, people change the headlines. All right. So I'm just going to rip the band aid. Uh, you've seen all these shows. What's your feeling on the static set list? So I've I've tried to be very diplomatic with this in that I bought all these shows as a way to treat myself and provide some self-healing for myself. And the reason I bought them all was because I went in with the expectations of, yeah, we're going to get different sets and all these songs that I connect with are going to be so fulfilling and this amazing euphoric experience. As we know, that's not ultimately what ended up happening on the tour so far for the most part. I think that Bruce reserves the right to put on whatever show he wants to put on. I think the shows, despite the stale, in quotation marks, set lists, have been really good shows. I've never walked out of one of these shows on this tour thinking I didn't get my money's worth in terms of a performance. With the static set, I'm glad that it's these songs because I do think it's a strong set list. If any other band went on tour with a set list like that, you'd be happy, right? I do think, if I can be critical for a second, had Bruce been maybe a little more forthcoming about expectations for this tour of, hey, I've got a really special show planned for you. I've spent a lot of time putting these songs together to tell a story. If he says that up front, so fans who go in with the expectation of getting different shows and buying a million different shows don't get stuck in that, I think that might have been a little more beneficial, similar to what happened with Broadway, where in Broadway he was up front, hey, this is a story you're going to get, I'm going to do this show. And so you don't got to see this show 40 times because it's going to be the same show each time. Bruce is in a very specific position, Jesse, where... He's one of those few artists, much like what the late Jimmy Buffett had, where people travel to multiple shows, even if they're just a small step above a casual fan, because they understand right. that you're going to get a different experience historically. So I do think a little transparency up front might have been beneficial for that. But with that said, I've never once felt like I got my I didn't get my money's worth. And I thought this last set of three shows at MetLife Stadium that I was at all three, I think he's starting to see a little bit that, okay, I've told my story and now it's time to maybe get a little wiggle room here. Yeah, I, I think 
I think that was really well said, John. Uh, Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner. And Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. A great guest, and I always think you're really fair at presenting the side um, you know, I've been very vocal. I, I don't appreciate people being angry about Bruce not, how dare you not change this set list, you SOB, or you have oh, that's Alzheimer. Stupid. That's why that's you're stupid. not cheating. Yeah. But I do understand being a little disappointed. Um, I always joke that I, in fact, Scott Schuster just sent a guest blog on uh, blogness and he was talking about songs he would change out. And I always smile because all of us have different thoughts, right? Like he's like, Oh, you absolutely lose Mary place. I'm like, I've only seen Mary place once. I am really looking forward to seeing Mary's place the second time, you know? Oh, and we should get more spirit in the night. Don't care if we hear spirit of the night. And my controversial trap to me is just another cover song, right? <laughs> he just might as well do, uh, you know, uh, burning love. And, I mean, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> yeah. <I hear> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I, I do think it is kind of fun. Um, and I think if we're Monday morning quarterbacking or Monday morning WrestleMania critiquing, uh, to throw that out there for your um, one of your main gigs, it does seem like Bruce 
and John Landau and the management team could have used some PR help. Absolutely. Like, okay, with the ticket mess. Okay, we got to get ahead of this. Let's get somebody really good at this. Let's get a message out there, you know, doing this. Um, then the moment we start getting a little feedback about, hey, he's not changing the set list very much. Um, little Steven being little Steven, you know, he's going to throw, he is like Jason Isbell on Twitter, yeah, he, right? Uh, like he's not going, he doesn't hold back. He bit he's, the grenade and threw it on yeah, that just one. Like, yeah. I don't give it. So it, yeah. you're right. It could have been yeah. really interesting to say, you know, a lot of you guys by multiple shows, I appreciate that. Did want to let you know that there's not going to be as this is going to be more back yeah. to the older days. I don't, where, I don't even think you need to word it like that, though, Jesse. I think you yeah. could have just been. I have a really special show yes. planned for this tour. I yeah. know exactly the story that I want to tell. It's going to be a little different than previous shows I've done, but I think you're going to love it. And, and I, I had a guest who said, and you kind of said the same thing. He said, if someone had told you before the tour, here's the songs you're getting, almost every fan would have said, wow, yeah, that's sure. a great show. Man, sure. he's doing a little bit of everything from mm -hmm. every era. Okay, do it. I do feel that somewhere there's someone on Sunday nights that walk out going, he didn't do If I'll See You in My Dreams. I was like really looking forward to hearing that live. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, the one thing that I will say about the static set yeah. is that when he does change it up, you really appreciate it. I mean, yeah. I mean, we've gotten to the point, Jesse, where I've been to enough shows, I've watched enough clips where I see who's walking on the stage for the opening song and I'm like, oh my God, it's not, sur it's not No Surrender. Like yeah. <laughs> in, in Jersey it, at the Prudential Center in April, I'm there with my mom. You know, he's pretty much only been opening with No Surrender to that point with a couple rare exceptions. Yeah. And he walks on stage and I see that he brings the horns out. And I'm like, wait a minute. He hasn't he hasn't been bringing the horns out for No Surrender all too long to start. I'm like, this is a different song. And everyone around me is like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, no, no, I'm like, this is not No Surrender. And then all of a sudden he hits that big ass chord to start. And I'm like, what is this? And it took me about seven seconds. And I'm like, this is local hero. And everyone's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, like this self-aware SOB is singing about himself being a local hero in New Jersey. What a great rib this is to open up this show, you know? So yeah. it did make it more special when he played something in the night, the other night, I was like, wow, that, that felt like a really special moment. And uh, so, you know, yeah, it's a little static, but when the changes do happen, you're like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, and I've, I've seen a lot of people, or at least some people suggest, like, if even if he, I'm, I have two wild cards, right? And I do think he's done that to a little bit. There's For been the some part, change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think there has been some different changes, and he's, done, he's had some fun with it. Yeah. Um, is there highlights of the shows you've seen? Oh, yeah. Like, for me... Um, getting to see if I was the priest twice. I knew you were going to say that. I was so jealous though when I Thank saw you. that you posted that. Yeah, I, I mean, so I'm like, okay, I'm playing on house money, right? To get to see that twice, I'm feeling pretty good. But how yeah. about you? Highlights? I was so jealous of you when you posted Thank that. You. <laughs> you got both of those. Um, uh, highlights, man, I'll tell you. I, well, I was at opening night and yeah. 
even though I had a loose feeling of how the show was going to go, there was still that element of unpredictability. And he played Brilliant Disguise, which was the first time that I ever heard Brilliant Disguise live not in a full band arrangement. And um, as I've detailed with you on this podcast in the past, that, that song really changed my life. So I was a balling mess uh, in Tampa when that happened. Uh, that was definitely up there. At the second Long Island show, he broke out Born in the USA for the first time. And Born in the USA is not a song that, like, you know, I've, I've never been like, oh, my God, I need to hear Born in the USA. But when you mature a bit and you understand some of the true meaning behind these songs and you know that it's one of his biggest hits, but he doesn't play it that much. So hearing it for the first time, I was like, wow, OK, there's the power of that. Uh, opening with Local Hero at Newark was great. Closing or he had Jersey Girl in the set for that show. That was special, too. That was also the show with the uh, Don't Bruce Me, I'm Working, which I thought was really great during Mary's Place. Yeah. And then, yeah, these these three MetLife shows were just so fantastic. And the last show, the Sunday show, was truly the most special concert-going experience of my life, I think I can pretty confidently say. And I've seen some amazing bands and acts, and there was just something about the emotions, the set, and when he hit Jungle Land and you get that last part of the song where he kind of hits that soft-spoken falsetto-y part in jungle. It just the hairs, man. The hairs stood up. Yeah, it's it's the anniversary of that, um, the night I was there in Jersey, The that second of that Met life, you know, at the end of that second leg of the river tour, right? That it, mm -hmm. at that point was the longest show, which he broke right away. Uh, I feel that that way similar like that a lot of people because i know i was there and it was the first show that i ever said i've had enough like if i mean i'm not going to tell bruce no but i don't You're want him full. to come back yeah You're i was full. yeah i was yeah. full you yeah. know and and yeah. that it felt like a lot of people felt that way like oh wow man he just did and you you know, and it's easy for us to read in, well, he knew he was going to be sick and he knew he was going to, you know, he was going to have to take a break. Um, you know, I, I I do feel a little weird. Um, my other podcast is a John Hyatt podcast, and he just announced he had fell and he's canceling the rest of his tour Oof. for this year. So I'm like, okay. Uh, our older guests, you know, our older artists, you'll be safe. Be safe. All right. Take well, care. Steven Tyler. Did you see about yes, Steven Tyler? Yes, I did. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's, uh, that's weird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, no regrets. Sorry to do a little bit of a tongue in cheek, uh, for going to that many shows. No, I mean, again, I had two more, but, and my plan all along had been to do that born to run video that I posted that got a little traction on social media. Well, uh, first that, off, that was perfect. You did a great I job do. of editing it. I, I loved it. I think it really captured the joy. I did see the one snarky person that said, I never turned my back to the stage. And I was like, where the F did that come a from? As if I wasn't watching all three hours of these shows prior to that. Yeah. Like, like this is the one moment. And and I've told you this and on the podcast before. I have a very strict rule with myself where I allow myself like one video, a concert and one picture. So this is the one moment I chose each show. Well, I thought of that every show and I said, I'm going to do the John rule. Okay. I'm going to take a couple of pictures and I'm going to choose when I'm going to do a video. And often I didn't, 
I was like, I think John had the right idea. Yeah. Be in the moment. Um, I wonder the person who said, what's that song had to be tongue in cheek, but I, I love that you answered them. But um, Mark, uh, Mark Dempsey, who's been on the podcast, talked about that. He says, I never take my eye off the stage. I either am watching Niels, I'm watching Steven, I'm watching Bruce, I'm watching Max. Yeah. He said, till born to run. And born to run, I turn my back and I look at the crowd. And you look at the crowd, absolutely. Because absolutely. I, there are people there that this is the first time they've heard him do that yeah. iconic song. Well, and that's exactly, not to cut you off, I apologize. But no, like, no. That's exactly it, where I'm like, this is one of the most famous rock and roll songs ever written being performed by the man who wrote it. And there are people here who are experiencing that for the first time. And the reason I very consciously chose to have Bruce behind me in that is so you could see not just him behind me, but see all of these people in that moment sharing that experience. And I was almost like the narrator in a movie where I'm looking down at the action that's happening and capturing that. That was kind of my ideology in that. And my plan had been to do this from the start of the tour. There was one show, Orlando, where I was just so in the moment. It's the second video in that long video where I was so in the moment that my friend just filmed me instead of me doing the selfie because I was just so living in that. But the last show really encompassed it and... I wanted to do the two more in there, but it was fine. But as to your initial questions, the regrets, no regrets at all. The, the only thing I was going to bring this up to you, and I'm curious what you think about this. There are two blasphemous things in this show. Okay. Blasphemous. Okay. And I say that a little tongue in cheek. Number one, Nils Lofgren, who for my money, him and Roy Bin are the two most talented members of the band, is so underutilized in this show. He has the Because the Night solo, and then that's pretty much it. Yeah. And to me, he is a wizard yeah. with his musicianship. So Nils only having that as like his one moment yeah. is very bizarre. And on the show that he was out and Stevie's playing the Because the Night solo, I'm like, come on, man. I'm like, <laughs> this, is, this is not even in the yeah. same realm. That's number one. Number two, and this has been something that's been happening more recently on the shows, Bruce has been putting his guitar on his back during Thunder Road, so he's engaging yeah. the audience. And Stevie's the one playing, well, I got this guitar and I learned how to make it talk, yeah. that lick. That is sacrilege. Nothing against yes. Stevie, but yeah. that is the Bruce Springsteen riff, I, right? I do think, I agree with that, and I've seen somebody else mention it. All right, so um, after a brief behind-the-scenes delay... I got pulled aside. So if we sound like we've lost our rhythm, that's why. Uh, so no regrets uh, for going to all the shows. No, just sacrilege that Bruce isn't yeah. playing the line. You know, uh, I saw someone complain about that, right? Like, uh, what's the matter, Bruce? Don't you have it on anymore? And, you know, I. it does seem like that should be... Of course, I had the same feeling before Ray Charles passed, I said, you don't do America the Beautiful unless you can get Ray Charles to do it. Ray Charles isn't available. We don't do America the Beautiful, right? So we all have things we feel passionate about. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I I, mean, I'm not actually up in arms about it. It's just, it was like, man, that's that's like the Bruce Springsteen line and guitar lick. And 
to have someone else playing it, regardless of who it is. I'm like, man, that's that's crazy. I, I'll say the, the one weird thing about the shows in comparison to the past is there really is much less audience interaction than there has been in years. But I don't mean physical interaction. I, I mean, yeah. really engaging the crowd and the the pre-written speeches and diatribes it's very different and abnormal for bruce that's not to say it's abnormal in music in general it definitely happens in music yeah. a lot but it's definitely abnormal for bruce and for some people it matters for some it doesn't i kind of fall somewhere in the middle it's just different you know yeah i, I think that's a fair thing right like i remember that you know i didn't see my first show to 2002 mm-hmm and so when you heard about this, oh, and Bruce would tell these long stories, right? There was a Saturday night skit where they said, Bruce Springsteen, the stories only, right? right? Like, and, and so I was like, he didn't tell many stories. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, that's because he's told them all, right? Yeah. And I don't think he needs to be telling 20-minute diatrobes. Yeah. But it is an interesting difference in dynamic in comparison to the past for sure and I, i'm sure there's a reason for it I, mm -hmm. I don't know what said reason is but I, i'm sure there's a reason for it so do you feel i hadn't thought about this and i'm glad you brought it up john do you feel like there's less of like okay he's not doing um hungry heart so you don't have the let's forget crowd surfing he doesn't need to crowd surf at his age, uh, especially post COVID. But you know, you don't get the verse of the everyone singing the same. You know, the introduction verse. There, uh, there does seem like that out in the street, right, where there's doing. Um, I guess people still on Badlands do the thumb along, but yeah. there, but there isn't as much as, um, you know long time ago a comedian had a joke uh where he said i went and saw tony orlando right like he did a song then we did two songs you know because tony orlando was really big about people singing along with him sure. right like this comedian's like hey why did i pay full price when i sang half the songs for orlando but it doesn't seem like he's doing that as much i guess is your point correct it's just different than yeah. what we're yeah. used to and again he reserves the right to do these shows however the hell he yeah. wants to do these shows that's i'm yeah. not going to sit here and criticize that it's just been different is my point so yeah you go in with expectations of one thing and you get something that's i, I don't I, again i don't want to say greater than i don't want to say less than it's just different than and i think that's the perfect world i had a word i had a friend who went to multiple shows in Europe and he said they were all great. Now, I want to stress, he said they were great. Exceptional is the next level. And I don't feel like they were exceptional because we didn't get the rarities or the surprise. And I said, that's a well way to say it, right? Like, I, if we're grading on a curve, like, you know, a Bruce curve, maybe you go, this is a little less. But if we're grading anyone else, I'm seeing Jason Isbell Thursday night for the second time. And, uh, you know, he 
he puts on a good show, but it's just a concert. I mean, he's singing right. great songs and performing. There is not that Springsteen. Um, the spontaneity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I think the spontaneity is what has made Bruce so special in the past. Not even just setless spontaneity, just the moments, right? And yeah. the moments in this show are very much manufactured moments. That's not to say they're not special or don't connect. They absolutely do. I think Last Man Standing into Backstreets is an amazing moment yeah. in that and, show. Yeah, where he's and and he's doing the he's, yeah. Uh, oh, I've I of the eight gigs I've gone to, I've cried four times at the Backstreets thing, but. Yeah. And so, again, not to say that the the moments don't happen. It's just different. And for some people, that's going to be totally fine. They're not going to care about it. For some people, they're going to say, man, this is a pretty big departure from what Bruce has done in the past. I don't regret at all spending the money to go to these shows. But I would be lying if I didn't say that prior to that last Sunday show, I was definitely feeling a little... Uh man, what if? What what if yeah. there had been a little more spontaneity in these shows? But then that Sunday show came around, and I'm like, that felt like yeah. what a Bruce Springsteen show is really supposed to feel like. I I, I don't play golf. I, I've played a little bit in the past, but I'm not a regular golfer. But I remember telling people, uh, people telling the story that you have a horrible round, and then that last hole, you make a really good shot and you, you know, you either par it or, you know, and, or even you birdie and you're like, okay, that's why I came. <laughs> and then you're back for another round of possibly, yep. right? So that's the feeling like, okay, yes, I'm in for the, the second round. I walked away from that Sunday show saying to myself, if that's the last time I ever see Bruce Springsteen, I'll be, I'll be good with that. Yeah. That's, that's a nice feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, from your lips to God's ear, that isn't the case. But yes, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so I am curious. Um, they're already announced, you know, makeup shows. So I think they're going to do. Um, what will you do for 2024? Have you thought about how much? Time. Well, I have two. You, I have two shows. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. true. Yes, I've got I've got one Philly show and I've got a Baltimore show. So yeah. whenever those get rescheduled, I'll have those, yeah. and then choose what to do from there. I mean, I think we have to get a vibe for what yeah. the idea is. Like, listen, I'll tell you this: for as much as I've enjoyed this show, and I really have, I don't see myself spending any more money on this particular show because it's. Yeah. I I could. It, it was so funny. I, I, I the the group of people that were in front of me in the mm-hmm. Friday show at MetLife. Yeah. They were like, you know all the cute you could go up there and do that show right now. I said, Yeah, I, I could I could go up there with Ed Mannion and do that show right now yeah. if I needed to. Uh, so I don't think this is a show I really desire to see again. Uh, just because I've seen it so many times. I know that there's been some rumblings of maybe a born in the USA 40th anniversary tour yeah. sorts. With how much he played Born in the USA in Europe, I could totally see something like that happening. We know that he's got this second covers album coming out that he may try to play some songs with. I, I don't I don't really know. I, I think yeah. that in order for me to spend as much money as I spent on this tour, I'd have to see some sort of return to the spontaneity format. I will obviously go and support. I will see tons of sh- shows whenever I can because I just think yeah. 
live music is the greatest experience in the world. And anytime you can do it, I'm going to a concert tonight at Madison Square Garden. Whenever you can do it, you do it. And yeah. um, I, but I think I would have a little more reserve to go all in on the next time, unless there's proof in the pudding. So I think that's really well said, like no regrets, but at the same time, you're going, well, you know, it, it is um, wait and see, you know, yeah. and, and, and I think that's a fair, you know, are we going, you know, the rumor is, you know, the rumor has been for multiple years, we're going to get tracks two. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, a covers album is coming. Uh, you know, I have no idea when you would think they'd want to do something for Christmas. Last year it was the No Nukes tour, so you would think they'd want to do something. Um, you know, I still wish he'd throw out a Western Stars song or two, just which I know is real almost as me asking for Jolie Blanc, right? I mean, just it's no, but not I'll tell you what, happen. I think I think the future of Bruce tour, touring is doing some intimate shows like that. I I don't yeah. think that, especially you know, as he slows down a little bit, yeah. I think that is Bruce's future and doing yeah. shows where you might get Western stars songs. So I, I think that time and place is coming. But the way I look at it, Jesse, it's like you have a favorite movie. The Dark yeah. Knight's my favorite movie, okay? Yeah. I've seen The Dark Knight probably a hundred plus times. How many times did I pay to see The Dark Knight? Yeah. A handful of times. But right. But if I was asked to pay to see The Dark Knight again, I probably wouldn't. Yeah. Because I've seen it so many times. So if I'm getting the same exact show so many times, what's my incentive to keep paying for it? No matter how great it is. And it is great. It is a great yeah. show. I, I, I know people will hear that and they'll be like, oh, how entitled are you? All stuff. I, I'm really not trying to be because I have no regrets whatsoever about seeing these shows. I yeah. loved every single one of them. Yeah. And let's just pretend for a moment that you don't see him again till in July, right? You Let's say, you know, and you forget your tickets you've got to make up, right? Like, okay, well, now it's been nine months since I've gone. Like, I, I know um, every once in a while they'll re-release a, a Dark Knight or something on the theater. And I'm like, well, you know, I haven't seen it in a big screen for a while. Yeah, I'll pay my, you know, 15 sure. bucks to go and see that, sure. right? So that could be the same thing too. Like, okay, um, even if I get the similar set list it's i haven't seen bruce perform but, live in a while i'm gonna go for it absolutely and i'll tell you what though i think and this is totally just my perception and yeah from watching him i think those last two metlife shows opened up his mind a little bit for the rest of this tour because yeah. i saw how he was reacting to the crowds reacting to right. spirit in the night two hearts something in the night and there was this renewed rejuvenated energy from the other shows i've seen him on this tour yeah where i think he might have seen oh okay you know there really is some merit in throwing a little something different here and and i i really do think jesse that should this tour resume as planned i i could see him starting to mix things up a little more not not abandoning the format but mixing it up more kind of playing with it a little bit and seeing yeah and yeah that's good um so what's next for you what do you got going on creatively um let's see i got a lot of concerts still because this is i made 2023 the year of live music for me that was very important for me to do that's nice big healing year so tonight 
I'm going to see a band that I'm seeing twice this week, even though I'm not even a huge fan of them by any stretch. I was invited tonight uh, to see Greta Van Fleet. Okay. And uh, I'm seeing them twice because I'm seeing them at the See Here Now Festival in Asbury this coming week, where night one, the Killers are the headliners. Immense Bruce influence, the Killers. Yes. And I've never seen the Killers live, and I'm very excited to because uh, Hot Fuss, their album in 2004, is one of my favorite albums ever. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the next night are the Foo Fighters has headlining nice. and the band before them is Weezer and Weezer the early Weezer records the early 90s records changed my life so excited to see Weezer again been a long time since I've seen them even though I'm not a big fan of their current output and then Foo Fighters are one of my all-time favorite bands so again that in that's exciting and just currently doing my podcasting with Eric Bischoff and Matt Hardy and some freelance opportunities and just trying to make a buck you know talk about a dream try to make it real Hey, uh, promote the podcast, my friend. Oh, I got Strictly Business with Eric Bischoff, or if you like the business side of the pro wrestling industry, it's a very unique podcast. You can check that out wherever you get your podcast, Strictly Business with Eric Bischoff. And the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy, if you're a wrestling fan from the Attitude Era or growing up, you know, the Hardy Boys are ingrained in that and so many great memories. I'm sure your son has many great memories yes. of the Hardy Boys. And so you can hear Matt Hardy and I. Every single week, we've been taking that show on the road recently and doing some live shows. So that's been a lot of fun. And uh, hopefully, we'll have some news soon about some opportunities that I've got in the TV realm. So we're, we're keeping our fingers crossed. Like I said, talk about a dream, try to make it real. And I hope to see you out on tour there, Jesse. I yes. We got to link up there, man. Other than that, you got to yeah. come over to WrestleMania in Philly this coming year. Yes. I know. Boy, Chris is so tempted. Like I said, I, I, for those of you who came back, uh, when I had John on before uh, the tour started, uh, he made a joke that he was so excited to talk Bruce because he always talks wrestling. And my <laughs> first question was a wrestling question. Uh, so I resisted asking him about L.A. Knight, which is Chris's new uh, shiny toy. He, that's his he, guy. Yeah, that's his guy right now. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, so, yes, he's he's seeing that uh, – you know, boy, that'd be fun to throw in Philly. Philly's going to give it a good crowd. Oh, yeah. That'll be a great crowd. Philly's always fun. I do a lot of work with the Monster Factory near Philly, which is a training school that has produced a lot of big names. Damian Priest, uh, Big Show, Seamus, a lot lot of big names have come through the Monster Factory, and I do a lot of work there. So kind of having a backyard show there with WrestleMania and Philly, it's it's cool and uh, excited. That stuff... It's like a live concert experience. It's it is. very much akin to that. So I hope that if anyone heads out that way, say, hey, it should be a lot of fun. And yeah, I just, I hope, I hope Bruce picks everything up and is all good and all healthy and everyone's healthy. That's what you hope for most more than anything absolutely. else. Yes, absolutely. You know, I, I know there are things I said on here where it might sound like, oh, he's, he's bitching and moaning. He's complaining. I really not at all. I could not have had a better time this year going to these shows. It was spiritually amazing and i think you can see it in that video genie bus the owner of the lakers uh i think either liked or shared the video and i was like okay all right now that's now pretty cool here. yeah let's so. get genie on the podcast there I you go get I, guess she's on the a, podcast. I guess she's a big springsteen fan that would so, be yeah. fun that would be great all right my friend uh yeah i'm still i still have hopes that to get mick foley on sometime because i hear he is a huge fan and so really i did not know that about i have been told he is a huge uh springsteen fan i've in in the 
probably five times I've met Mick that has never come up. So maybe the yeah. next time I'll have to mention that up and I'll see. All right. That and I'll say, Hey, I know a podcast. You got my guy, Zach Morrison on not that long yes. ago. Oh, had we had so much here. fun. So, he was such a good guy. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. All right, my friend, take care, be safe. Uh, we will talk soon. All right. One last word listeners. If John Alba says, this is the song opening the set list. <laughs> Don't, you know, I, we ha I had a, I had a buddy who worked with someone and he said, if that guy tells you that chicken can pull that tractor, go grab the chain. There you go. So if John Alva says that's the song, no ifs, ands, or buts, book it. It's so, funny, Jesse. I drop some intel on social media every now and then. A lot of yeah. people miss it. But every yeah. now and then I'm like, oh, by the way. And uh, yes. some people miss it. So I feel you on that, brother. Yeah. All right. Thank you, my friends. Thank you, Listeners, Jesse. Be careful. Be safe. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Set Listening Bruce. The theme for Set Listening Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.